Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener, to the backtrack edition of our podcast, which is, as I'm sure you know, the podcast between our regular show where we pick a single topic from our youth and dig in deep on it. I'm John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? Have you guys been digging through your vinyl record collection lately and noticed uh, any trends? I know I have. No? <laughs> no, I can't say that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Yeah. I do have a box of vinyl in my closet. I haven't been digging through it lately. That was just for dramatic effect. But in my closet, <laughs> you know, if you flip through my records, the records that I seemed to keep were either collectible records that I had autographs from an artist on or the ones that are hard to find again because they weren't widely released. And more and more often, I'm finding the ones I kept were the novelty records, the ones that weren't mainstream. Novelty records. Yep. Oh, okay. So like novelty and I don't <laughs> describe what you mean by novelty <laughs> records. That's, I'm confused That's now. exactly the point, right? So setting the kind of the parameters of what we're going to talk about in this novelty records backtrack, I think a big part of that probably has become and evolved today into parody. Okay. Of course, we all bow at the feet of Weird Al Yankovic. He's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Parody you know, songs are great. But back in the 60s, 70s, maybe even the early 80s still, there was a line of just artists would put out novelty songs. They weren't mainstream pop or rock or country or folk or whatever they they were just goofy silly songs i'm talking about things like like the monster mash like disco duck like king tut by steve martin right they weren't just making fun of a song it was i want to do a goofy silly maybe it's a funny song but there was so much of that and i think that's gone these days. When was the last time you heard just a nutty, goofy song? I've got some because now I'm starting to understand a little bit more about what you're going for. So there are a couple of artists still doing it, but it's not out there in the public eye, like part of pop culture, like it would have been with the people you're talking about, like the Steve Martins or the Rick D's, those kind mm-hmm. of guys. Yeah. I think any chance to do that these days probably goes straight to the internet somewhere. And if you sure. don't get a link to this YouTube video of somebody doing a silly song, then Maybe you don't hear about it. We had that backtrack where we talked about the local radio experience. Mm-hmm. If a local disc jockey, they sent him a goofy song that was fun for the Chuck in the Morning Zoo drive. Here's play this goofy song. If you don't do that anymore, then maybe you don't get exposure to these cool things. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There's probably not that much of that because radio programming is still around. But I can't say that I hear a lot of the Dr. Demento kind of programming. There's less of a platform to hear it. Yeah, yeah. no, for <laughs> so sure. That is what I hope to talk about in this backtrack. Got it. And this great hit. Funky Favorites, a perfect Christmas gift. Records 588, tape 688. Available at Woolworth, Wilco, Cunningham, Clarkins, Montgomery Ward, Fisher, Big Wheel, Camelot, McCrory, H.L. Green, Newbury, Sears. Hey, Gen Xers. My name is Chris. I'm John. I'm Justin. And we are Another Man's Nostalgia Podcast. Every week, we revisit one movie, TV show, or game from the 90s or 2000s that one of us loved and the others didn't really care for to find out if it's actually good or if nostalgia has clouded our judgment. You can find us wherever you listen to Gen X Grown Up. If you want to relive your childhood, don't worry, we will. 
This week we watched a uh, baseball trilogy, which turned out pretty good, I thought. Yeah, uh, we did Lincoln Their Own. We did uh, Sandlot. Sandlot. I was not happy with those results. If you want to hear some controversial thoughts on Sandlot, y'all should check it out. <laughs> some very controversial thoughts. Anyway, guys, so we'll see you there every Tuesday. Thank you uh, for checking us out. Peace. We're going to talk novelty records. I think we should start with what for me was how I was first exposed to these, you know, watching cartoons, coming home after school and on TV, two of the biggest names in weird TV commercials and products was KTEL and Ronco. Oh, Ronco. <laughs> I, I remember KTEL. You ever get a pocket fisherman or, or the egg scrambler? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or Sozo by the original artist. And the original artists were a group. A group called the original artists. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So along with all these other compilations, I first discovered KTEL and Ronco were putting out these albums that I pressured my mother into buying for me off the TV, collections of these novelty records. You know, it's just like the same pain you had anytime you ordered anything on TV or like four to six weeks for delivery, which for as a kid felt like- That's eternity, yeah. Right, yeah. When is my record coming? <laughs> when they finally got there, that was my first exposure to this. Because before this, I was listening to book and record stuff, right? And uh -huh. the, the things that I got with the, the Sesame Street monsters or whatever. It was my first exposure to anything that was not the regular music, Christmas music or country music or pop. It was your first counterculture I, thing. I think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Even when I was driving, if you looked at my box of cassettes, Boy, are we dating ourselves as Gen Xers. <laughs> Look at my box of cassettes in the car. And I would equally have Weird Al and Run DMC and Johnny Cash and Journey. And I never was like locked into one thing. Even though I had all that stuff, I always kind of returned back to the obscure, you know, the parody or the novelty stuff. We've talked about in, in the abstract. Let's talk about one. Who remembers Disco Duck? Look at me. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah, Mo, you've nailed on it. It's unfortunately. Was it bad? That's debatable. Was it memorable? Yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, obviously we remember it now. We're, we're still really talking old, about so. it. Yeah. It was kind of the, the point that we talked in a previous backtrack about the experience of local radio stations. And the difference then was you had someone who would decide what you listen to. It's not the XM Spotify culture now where you decide what you want. You pick a genre and the DJ would decide, here's what you're going to have. And if his buddy sent him Disco Duck, well, then you're going to hear some Disco Duck. <laughs> and especially that one, because wasn't Disco Duck done by Rick Dees, who was a DJ himself? You know, there had to be like some backdoor, like, right. hey, yeah. this is one yeah. of our own. We got to play his music. Yeah. Hey, Rick Dees did this goofy thing. That's the only way right. that song got yep. popular. Disco Duck. Oh, yeah. my God. So when I finally got them in the mail, there were several collections that I remember having. And I've gone back and, and sought out again. I have digitally. Funky Favorites. They had stupid names like this. Funky Favorites is one of them. <laughs> Another one that was fantastic was called Dumb Ditties. Again, super inspired. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Funny Bone Favorites, Fun Rock. I mean, and if you haven't sought these out, I mean, at least you should search online. Maybe Mo could put some links down below, even just oh, the sure. images of the covers. Oh, yeah. It looks like a Looney Tunes cartoon cover. It's just, it's such a collage of the different scenarios, you know, it had Snoopy and the Red Baron flying on it, and it had the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini girl coming out of the water. <laughs> it was just the craziest cartoony 
now that I'm older and mature and I okay. and I have Are a you? dignified life, <laughs> that's all bullshit. <laughs> Even though I'm older, I'm still drawn to the more novelty stuff. You know, if you give me something goofy and silly or you give me something straight, unless I'm on a long road trip and I, I need to hear the final countdown to get me through the trip, <laughs> I'm more often going to listen to the goofy stuff, the more novelty stuff. Or, of course, the Gen X Grown Up podcast is a, always an <laughs> option. Yeah, driving. So that goes without saying. If you need something engaging to keep you awake, then yeah, that's the one to go with. <laughs> to keep you engaged while you're driving. We're a collection. We have 60 some odd podcasts out there now, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So You could be a completionist and get them all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Martin Meatball, and this is my favorite album, K-Tel's Dumb Diddies. Come on, follow the Bouncing Meatball. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work it's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20. That's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. They also had holiday records. Now, well, that's what I was going to ask. They had to, because I remember like, grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah. Like yes, compilations yep. of Christmas or silly Halloween things. Sure. Right. And again, there's parody Christmas songs. That is right for parody. People do that. Sure. But there's also, I mean, I had several albums of original, uh, and I'm going to rattle off some names of classic Christmas songs from my youth that you probably never heard of. Okay. Morris the Moose. Never heard of it. Mm. Donner and Blitzen. Wow. Never heard of it. No. It wrote itself. Everybody knows who Rudolph is. Yeah. But do you know about these two reindeer that have always been on Santa's crew called Donner and Blitzen? And it's a song about two other reindeer. Everyone's heard of Rudolph. Everyone knows his story. But did you know there were two like, are they jealous of Rudolph? Are they putting out a hit yeah. on him or something? What's no, the song it's just about? their history. Donner and Blitzen, they're German for thunder and lightning. And so it talks about how they flew through the storms, you know, before, you know, Wait, Rudolph's this is all nose a song was... or this is an encyclopedia yes, article you read? It's what? a beautiful, goofy <laughs> Novelty beautiful. song that probably tale. no one's ever heard, but me and two other nerds from the 1970s. But I listened to that album way before I, I want to clarify to... that it's not these two other nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not. It's not these two. It's two well, other completely yeah. different nerds altogether. Yeah, totally unrelated nerds. Until I email you the MP3s and then you're going to be sucked <laughs> into the vortex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are, the day before the night before Christmas. The day before the, day before, the night before, the night before Christmas. Christmas. It's a fantastic Christmas song that was on one of my stupid novelty Christmas albums. And okay, I'm actually 
oddly intrigued by that one. So <laughs> that one, right? Yeah, because I want to know what the kids were doing. Yeah. Like they're mad. The or day before, the night before Christmas, mom and dad are getting in a fight because they spent too much money or something. Well, they know the night before Christmas, right? So this is the twenty fourth. On the day, the whole song is about they're busy being good because the night before Christmas is coming. Oh, okay. It's the day before the night before Christmas. And I'm busy, busy, busy being good. On the day before the night before Christmas. Gonna do everything a good boy should. I make So it they're busy, this. you know, brushing my hair and picking up my toys and doing all the things they can, <laughs> can because it's the day before the night before Christmas. <laughs> Well, that's cute. Once you hear it, you, you can't unhear it and you're going to want it every Christmas. <laughs> okay, is that it, good or bad? Wow. It is a true unknown classic, which is a bit of a anachronism, I guess, but... <laughs> <laughs> oxymoronic there yeah there's some moronic in it i'll give you that <laughs> hey now <laughs> so on the topic of holidays one of maybe maybe the best known mainstream still today novelty song that came out of the 70s the monster mash oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. if you're gonna pick a holiday one out there's two that i would say grandma got run over by reindeer and yeah, monster sure. mash yeah those are going to be yeah. the two. Monster Mash even made it onto The Office. So Yeah, I mean, it permutes everywhere. And I, Monster Mash is maybe, might be the, a really good, perfect example of what we're talking about with novelty records, right? It's not a parody of anything. It's not like specifically funny, maybe. I mean, it's 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 amusing, but it's not like haha funny, but it's goofy. It's silly. You know, it, it doesn't take right. itself too seriously. That's That might be like the gold standard. You, you stand up there like interjections is the gold standard for Schoolhouse Rock, we've all agreed. Well, and Schoolhouse Rock almost kind of fits into this category a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. Nobody jumped in and said that it was actually conjunction junction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason why, because it is Conjunction Junction, is that I was looking up Monster Mash because I was curious okay. if any of these songs had become like hits. And that was actually a number one hit. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. It doesn't surprise me necessarily, but but again, it's not on everybody's top hundred songs of the seventies, is it? Mm. Well, it actually, says it came out sixty-two. Oh, wow, is it that old? Yeah. So it wouldn't be on the top hundred songs in the seventies. It wouldn't be the top hundred songs of anything, I don't think. Yeah. It's certainly one of the top hundred best novelty songs, maybe number one as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, holy cow! They, they just don't get their respect that they should because they're silly. It's it's like uh, well, George, you're a huge comic fan, right? Yeah. Often comic books don't get the respect that they should because, oh, they're funny books. You know, they're just sure well, if you dig into them, there's more to it there. Yeah. And novelty records are like that. If you can't look past the silliness of it to see the art in it, I, there's no shame in enjoying it. Some of it, though, there are some good examples. And then, of course, there's some not so good examples. Like with comic books, there are some books that you're like, OK, this is what everybody makes fun of when they make fun uh, of comic here's books. Here's what you're talking about. So uh, <laughs> right? there's that same thing when it comes to some of these novelty records as well there's some that you're just like okay they were really reaching for an idea it was the 13th cut on the album and they had to fill the space yeah that there, kind of there, thing. there were some duds on funky favorites i can tell you i have my I I had the ones it, i yeah. liked and i had the dumb ones <laughs> <laughs> hrb music brings them all back the weirdos it was a one-eyed one-horned flying purple people leader one-eyed one-horned flying purple people the strangies 
the Nazi. You know, radio was certainly a way that you could access these goofy songs. Uh, you know, another sure, one was yeah. ordering them off the TV from Ron mm-hmm. Popale, along with my pocket fisherman. <laughs> another was, and there's a specific song I remember getting this way. Uh, Mad Magazine, beloved publishing institution that it is, used to occasionally have an insert, like along with the staples. Oh, yeah. Like this cardboard record. Oh, okay. It was like wax coated and they pressed it into the wax and they were super scratchy, awful songs. Oh, yeah. I mean, awful quality, I'll say. The great songs were cool. Right. I remember in one issue of Mad Magazine, that was my first exposure to The Witch Doctor. The Witch Doctor. Remember this one? The one about the guy who goes to the witch doctor to get a potion and it's ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting, all that. Yeah. 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 Most people don't know. They think it's called Walla Walla Bing Bang or something it's called yeah, yeah. He, i went to the witch doctor to get this potion or whatever it was right, right? <laughs> i went to the witch doctor and this is what he said boop, 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 exactly boop. it that's yeah, him yeah, yeah. that's okay. him yeah, keep going george yeah. keep going with that yeah keep going no we'll, we'll, no. We'll, we'll come along. <laughs> i told the witch doctor i was in love with you i told the witch doctor i was in love with you and then the witch doctor he told me what to do he said that Forms that one. Owen Wilson. No. <laughs> David Seville of Chipmunks fame. What, he was one of the Chipmunks? Like Alvin or Simon or Theodore? No, or? no. Dave. Dave Seville. He's the man. Oh, oh Dave. Yeah, the guy who created the Chipmunks. Oh, okay. Dave. Yeah, he, he sang Witch Doctor. Wow. Chipmunks huh. are another, that probably falls right in this category too. I mean, I mean, they were a whole artist unto themselves. Yeah. They did some parody stuff in it. Wasn't it mostly like they were singing popular songs that they were yeah. just doing it as chipmunks and that's what made it funny though? Sometimes, but they had original songs too. Sure. Uh, almost yeah. like the whole genre was a novelty. I almost say, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they sang it slowly and then sped it up because they didn't actually have the technology to pitch adjustment then. They could only speed it up. Mm. So they had to sing the songs at half speed and then speed them up to real speed. It was the technology behind it is great. I've read a little bit about it. Anyway. <laughs> Will you put that thing down and sing? That's neither here nor there. Like them or hate them, the chipmunks were certainly a novelty act. Mo, check the stats. Did the chipmunks ever make the charts? Well, yeah. Actually, just a <laughs> quick check on the Witch Doctor, too. Do you know when that song came out? Uh, 1962. 1958. 58? Holy moly. Yep. Wow, we are way outside Generation X. But it did have resurgence in the 70s. So Okay, resurgence in the 70s. Yeah, All right. yeah. That was me. That was me ordering it off a of TV. Resurgence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one time it got bought. It's like, ooh, look at this giant spike of one. Ooh, there's a spike in the stats. <laughs> <laughs> Some dork in Florida bought a copy. Yep, so I'm, I'm looking at the chipmunk stuff now to see if they've ever hit top 10 or anything. I got to think they must have. The Christmas song, at least, I would think. Let's see. First appeared in 1958. Yeah, again, old guys. Voiced by a father and son. Oh, yeah. They did all the voices. Alvin. Yeah. Huh. Say, I'll, I'll be digging through some more, but I'll take a look and find out. You stumped the historian, John. Ha-ha. Congratulations. You win a pocket fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. <laughs> I want one of those things I can use to cut a Coke bottle and turn it into a drinking glass. Do you have that one too? Oh, yeah. I remember oh, those. nice. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we'll see what we can dig around. Take those old wine bottles and turn them into classic drinkware. Turn them into lovely crystalware. Yeah, just don't cut your lips open on them. <laughs> We're going to miss dozens that are great, but one just came to mind that I remember listening to over and over, and I think it was on the Dumb Diddy's album. You guys remember the Junk Food Junkie? Mm. Sing a little bit. No? I'm going to say no. Oh, I love that organic cooking. I always ask for more. They call me Mr. Natural. You know, but night, at night I open my strong box. They keep it our lock and key. Nope. This is like the weirdest poetry reading ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a poetry jam that I'm just <laughs> ranting. <laughs> All you need is like a jazz drummer in the background right now. With a saxophone. <laughs> and I take it off to my closet where nobody else can see. I open that door so slowly, take a peek up north and south. Then I pull out a hostess Twinkie and I pop it in my mouth. Yeah, in the daytime I'm Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be. But at night I'm a junk food chunky. Good Lord, have pity on me. <laughs> Well, okay. Here's one you have to have heard. Hello, Mudda. Hello, Fada. Oh, yeah. Okay. That one. Yeah. He's off to Camp Granada. Yep. You know, the funny thing is the only way I remember that song is the commercial on TV for the record because it was one that they always put on there. Really? Okay. Hello, Mudda. You know, and I'm like, wait a minute. What is that song? That's, that's, that's like, but I still remember it just from that TV commercial. It's weird. Hello, Mudda. Hello, Fada. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining and they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining you know what I remember about the commercials for all these compilation albums? Do you remember how they would scroll the names of the songs, but the one that they were playing at that moment would be highlighted yellow or something yellow, like that? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sure. So you'd be yeah. like, what is it? What is it? And you, you didn't have a pause button back then. Nope. It's currently scrolling. They timed it. So that one was and on screen at the time. they were always too damn fast. Those <laughs> scrolls were just ridiculously fast. Hey, is that Freedom Rock? Turn it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a chipmunk update. Oh, Chipmunk alert. They actually had a song to hit number one for four weeks. No, their album hit the top ten, but number one for four weeks. Okay, which album? It was the Chipmunk Christmas song. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking. That one had to be. But get this. The Chipmunks have won three Grammys. Get out of town. No, I remember hearing about them winning a Grammy. Yeah. Wow. But it was nominated for record of the year. Wow. Based on sales? Not not I I don't know. You see, again, even I am inclined not to give it, not to give it's it respect. All for its heart. <laughs> They're chipmunks. It's all political. It's all political. It's all political. <laughs> big chipmunks out there making yeah, it. Yeah, Simon and Theodore had a big lobby going on in Rolling Stone exactly. at their Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> there was another distribution method that I want to just touch on that I don't know if you remember, there was this black floppy kind of record that you would get. I mean, it, it was... Oh, yeah. so, it was like they bent, right? You know what I'm talking right. about? It looked like the inner of a floppy disk that you would use for data That's in your right. computer. That's right. Yes, exactly. It looked like you tore part of floppy disk. It was that kind of wobbly... Yeah, I kind of, The millennials have no idea what that we're talking about there. And right, yeah, they're all no, tuning yeah. out. They're like, no, I'm going to listen to Serial. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> First of all, they're like, what's a floppy disk? It's that little icon <laughs> that you click in the upper left corner <laughs> of your bar. It's safe. You know, it's safe. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. I, you know what I remember about those floppy plastic records was trying to crumple them and then straighten them out and see what they would sound like after. <laughs> that, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember they used to be included like with um, 
Like in some magazines and stuff used to have those as an insert. Right. Sometimes yes. you get them in cereal. Oh, in cereal, yeah. Yep. They would be inside the cereal box. They were inside of plastic taped to the inside of the box sometimes. Yeah. Or stuck inside. Yep. I don't remember a single song I got off of one of those, but I remember them being like in my toy box everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, here, the last kid, have long. this dumb record. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not if I got a hold of them. <laughs> not, not Captain Crumple. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> They're wild. They're wacky. They're downright goofy. KTEL International presents Goofy Greats. 25 of the wildest hits by some of music's zaniest characters. Some of these infamous hits are almost impossible to find anywhere at any price. Sorry to interrupt, Gen Xers, but this show will be done before you know it. And then what are you going to do? You're going to need something to fill your ear holes with. And we're here to be that uh, ear hole filling thing. We're Blockbuster Nostalgia. We're a movie podcast that's counting down the biggest hit films of the 1980s based on how much money they made. Because that'll show those dirty 80s commies. Each week we have a few drinks. Or a lot. And talk about a different classic film. Which inevitably leads us to rant about things like... Where Luke Skywalker kept his sex robots. What if Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon was in fact a velociraptor? Who would win in a fight between Rocky Balboa or a Gundam? How the Winter Olympics should definitely feature rabbit wolves on skis. We even cast Vin Diesel one time as a talking car in a smoking a Bennett-style rom-com. And we pitch Paul Blart Part 3, the one where he's a Thundercat. We've been at it for two years now, so we have plenty of vulgar, definitely not for kids, fun for you to enjoy. From Die Hard and Dirty Dancing to Ferris Bueller and Star Wars, we've got your favorite 80s movies covered. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. The reason I was thinking about this as a topic for a backtrack in the first place was goofy songs aren't as prevalent as they used to be. Part of that we touched on, I think, because of, uh, you know, there's not a radio station that's feeding you media. You now select your media. But I mean, is it a lost art form? Is anybody really making truly, air quotes, goofy kind of novelty music anymore? I think there's some people out there doing it. The one that comes to mind, John, that I know me and you both had exposure to was uh, Richard Cheese. Okay. Can you rephrase, please? Richard Cheese. No, no, no. No, he was like, both you and I had exposure to. I'm like, I don't know what kind of weird cult thing you guys were doing at the time. It was from from our job because we had to have something to play to to test sound on our equipment. And somebody had a digital copy of this guy's music. And so we would just play it over yeah, and over Richard and over again. Oh, okay. He goes by the nickname Dick Cheese. Dick Cheese. Int- intentionally. Yeah, and you're yeah. talking about exposure. That's what threw me off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, the first time I heard it, though, it was hilarious. It is. He's a lot like the Chipmunks. He's a novelty act, right. if you will. Now, he's got the one song that I think that was in the remake of Dawn of the Dead. He took it and did Lounge Lizard to it, but it was like a heavy metal. Yeah, he takes heavy metal music or, or hit rock and makes them in lounge style. It was uh, so you're like, welcome to the jungle. It was Get Up, Get down with the sickness was the name of the song. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. Get up. Richard Cheese's entire shtick is he is a he's a style parodist. Right. He keeps okay. the exact lyrics and ri- melodies and rhythms of the original song, but he does it as a lounge act. So not quite the same thing as the Goofies then, but in that same vein, that same thread or feeling, I right. guess. Right. Yeah, it, it touches. I think it's it, it's certainly silly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you, you get credit there. I think that <laughs> There are a couple of people that are still doing this out there, but they're more of the stand-up comedian variety than like cutting a record. They're not 
putting songs on albums and releasing them in radio or any of those kinds of things. These are okay. more video format because the visual image of them playing the songs and the contortions they do with their faces and things like that are part of the act. Okay. Uh, Stephen Lynch is the one that my wife likes the most. Oh, yeah. I have seen one of his stand-up bits. Yeah. Yeah. He has a video, Stephen Lynch at the El Rey Theater. Yeah. He's done some songs like there's a song about Hitler. <laughs> then there's a song about Satan being gay and not going to Georgia because that's bullshit. He'd never be caught dead in Georgia. <laughs> but in the same vein, there's another guy like him that is more of our culture. He started out as a computer programmer. Oh, Jonathan Colton. Jonathan Colton, right? I think he's really, really good. He's even gotten featured in a television show that was on a couple of years ago where he did a different theme song to describe the previous episode on every episode yep. of the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a he's a real nerd's nerd, too. Yeah. He has released some music. He did Code Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Code Monkey. Yeah. Yep. He did Regarding Your Brains. Mm-hmm. That was a really popular one that he did some stuff with the Dragon Con people on. And I do believe he wrote the theme to Portal One. Portal of Portal 2. The first one, I think. Yeah, Portal 1, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And there's even a video on YouTube of him playing that theme in Rock Band and they fail the song in Rock Band, <laughs> which is really funny. Oh, well. Like, they don't get through the song, he and his group that are up yeah. there. That's an acquired skill. It's all right. Yeah. Those type of guys are carrying this thing forward. Now, what about things like uh, comedy music? Because, John, something you told me about that I got into was Axis of Awesome. Oh, Da Vinci's Notebook. Yeah, there's some yeah, good stuff, right? That's a really good point. Yeah, they almost lean toward comedy music, but they certainly mm-hmm. are novelty. Yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily parody, though they do a they dabble in that a little bit. But yeah, they are goofy novelty. They're almost like a super self-deprecating, like they make fun of the fact that they're not good musicians, right. which mm-hmm. is ironic because they are incredible musicians. And how nerdy they are. Yeah, yeah. Bare Naked Ladies has even done a couple of Have they? comedy style okay. songs. Well, what's that one song? Uh, if I had a million dollars. Hmm, I don't know that one. You haven't heard that song? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Mo will look it up and put it in the show notes so you can listen to it later. But that's a pretty... You got a lot of show note work, yeah, Mo. Yeah, yeah, lots of show note work to do. <laughs> well, Adam Sandler's song that took off, we talked about Christmas before, the Hanukkah song that I think oh, he yeah. first played on SNL. When he did it on Sunday yep. Live. Yep. Yeah, that took off as you could buy it anywhere. You know, you could buy a single of it. I love Da Vinci's Notebook. They're an acapella group. Okay. And Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. they haven't been around. I think they broke up like four or five years ago, but they had like an Irish drinking song that's Yoko did it. Yoko did it. <laughs> Yoko did it. <laughs> They had an Irish drinking song where they talked about people dying left and right and stuff, but we're going to drink and laugh and that throw sounds like up an Irish drinking like a, song. That's what yeah. it, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think we, we forgot like a huge group of novelty comedy music. Monty Python. Hmm. They certainly did their share. There's a whole album called Monty Python Sings. Yeah. Right. It came out in the 70s, which are songs from their films, I know. So stuff like Lumberjack Song. Yeah. And, and from the TV things show. Things like that. Uh, Every Sperm is Sacred from The Meaning yeah. of Life. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Universe Song from the Beginning of the Meaning of Life. They certainly put those out together. But I mean, you're right. that Those ended up being novelty albums that came out, and they were largely tracks that were pulled from their films and uh, TV show. Yeah. So I guess there's still a rich tradition of this thing going on. It's just maybe it's not delivered in the traditional way that it was, because I think when you're talking about the 50s, 60s, 70s era that this stuff was coming out, they really only had one method of delivery, and that was radio station Mm -hmm. first, and then an album that you could buy through TV ad or a cereal box later on. Now they've got a wide variety of different distribution channels. The internet. Yeah. The webs. And so they're able to put stuff out there in different ways, so it doesn't feel the same, but it it's the same kind of thing. You know, I think I think you really nailed it. 
I, I posed the question, they really make these songs anymore. I think it's a resounding, yes, they're out there. The real key difference is they're not going to come to you. If you want to find cool novelty, parody, kind of goofy stuff like this, now you have to go and seek it out. Or no, John, that, that helps. Or you could just listen to the Gen X Grown Up oh. podcast coming to you weekly every day They'll on They'll have a lovely backtrack covering the music you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial House presents Silly Songs, a crazy collection of 40 of the wildest songs you've ever heard. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tongue. Ray Stevens. Ahab, the Arab, the sheik of the burning sand. Lonnie Donegan. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Talk to you guys soon. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. I think that is going to just about wrap it up for this backtrack on novelty records. Uh, guys, I hope you uh, heard some things that you haven't heard before and you're going to go and research. In fact, I hear some typing in the background. Maybe one of you is researching it now. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find some, some music that you're not discovering Yeah, I got, I got to look, do my research it, early. It's got to be the story. He's researching now. <laughs> and I will get you a copy of The Day Before the Night Before Christmas, Mo, so you can add that to your holiday repertoire. Of course. I don't want to miss out. <laughs> the day before, the night before Christmas. That's great. It's coming sooner than you think. And let's, let's talk about the other reindeer. I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. All right, we're going to kick off our media section by talking about the uh, TV and movies and gay. I mean, God damn, why is, I can't do the podcast. Wow. Also, not PC, Four, dude. Three. <laughs> <sighs> And what the gays. <laughs> you know them, the gays. <laughs> they have such good shows on TV. <laughs> oh, they Are you so Archie well. Bunker now? <sighs> Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, 
we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.